Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Awesome. So good. Everyone, let's stay standing. Let's just pray. Let's just commit this time to God. Let's pray. Let's pray. If you're comfortable, why don't you just reach out to God as well? We're just going to pray that He would speak to each of us in this time. Hey, whenever we hear the Word of God, whenever it's a time to read Scripture, hear preaching, it's not a normal time. God can do something supernatural in your heart. And so let's just pray and believe that He would do that tonight. So Father, we just thank You for everybody that's here tonight at Friday Night Church. We know, God, that it's not just an accident that they're here. God, You've got them here tonight for a great reason, a great purpose. God, we know that You want to speak to them because, Father, You love each each and every person here. And I just pray that tonight, God, that we would all in this time have to have a soft heart to hear from You. Lord, an open heart to hear from You. And God, we just invite Your voice to speak to each of us, to encourage us and help us be who You've called us to be. And Lord, help us to step into the life that You have for us. And most importantly tonight, God, I just pray for anybody that doesn't know You yet personally. I just pray that tonight would be the night, Father, they would respond to Your gift, to Your goodness and to Your love and put their faith in You tonight, God, in Jesus' mighty Name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Let's thank God together and go ahead and take your seats and just high five 17 people as you do. So good. All right, well, I'm gonna preach this evening on a message called, What Would You Like First? And uh, as we get ready to hear, what would you like first? I want to read some scripture for us, and it's going to come up on the screens. We're going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible, and it says this As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Let me just read verse 4 again. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages, He might show the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Can the eighth row say amen? Amen. Thank you, eighth row. 
Hey, we've just had our missions weekend last weekend and even tonight revisiting that call on our church that as a church we would give into seeing our churches across the world grow and go forward. But as we often say at church, why? Why do we do that? And it's because we believe what the Word of God says, that the church is God's strategy for spreading the gospel on the earth. It is through the church that the gospel is preached. The good news about Jesus is taught and people are discipled. They're taken on the journey of becoming more and more like Jesus every day. We need the church to do that. The church is the strategy for the gospel spreading on the earth. The gospel is the good news about Jesus Christ. What makes the good news so good, what makes the gospel so good is that there is also bad news, the bad spool. That's a terrible joke. You know, the good news is so good because there is bad news, but here's something very important, everybody, is that sometimes one without the other is unhelpful and unhealthy. Just good news without the bad news can be unhealthy and unhelpful. And we know this because of that expression, what would you like first, the good news or the bad news? You need both to paint a picture of what's actually going on. Otherwise you can get led astray. You can be deceived. I'll give you some examples. The good news is it's half price burgers. Come on. The bad news is it's on the vegan range. So you needed the whole picture, guys. You needed the whole picture. The good news is, the good news is, guys, you don't need a filling in your teeth. You don't need it. The bad news is you need root canal. The good news is, Mr. Kim, we found what's making that noise in your car. The bad news is it's going to cost three grand. Or if we do it the other way around, and this may or may not be a true story, the bad, the bad news is, babe, I reversed into a pole in the car park. The good news is I did bring donuts home. Now, I had a look on Google, that expression of, hey, what do you want first, the good news or the bad news? Someone who had a whole lot of time on their hands did a study on a few thousand people. And they found that 75% of people want the bad news first. Isn't that interesting? And they do that so that the incoming good news will dispel the feeling that the bad news created. But as we've just established, we need both because both paint the whole picture. A whole bunch of you got pumped for half-price burgers. You were way off track. And some of you might have gotten mad about the car backing into a pole, but then you found out there's donuts and it's all good. Or at least that's what I thought. <laughs> you know, the way of the Scripture, so in the Bible, more often than not, we discover that bad news is presented first and then the good news comes. And uh, not all the time, but most of the time in Scripture, that is the case. And we even see that with the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament establishes over and over again that mankind is broken. There is something terribly wrong from the inside of every person that just cannot be fixed. Uh, no matter what happens, 
in the Old Testament, no matter, how, no matter how many supernatural things God does, people continue to reject God. No matter what man or woman God raises up, the issue remains in the Old Testament. So in the New Testament, here's the good news. God doesn't raise up another man. He sends down His Son and, and seeks to resolve that issue once and for all through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But throughout Scripture, we see many times an issue presented. Here's the bad news. Here's the condition of your heart. And then here's the good news. And one book in the Bible that does this pretty brutally is the book of Romans. And Romans is written by the Apostle Paul. And he brings some pretty hard-hitting biblical truths in the first couple of chapters of Romans. Um, I was reading it this week, reading the first couple of chapters, and I was two chapters in going, blimey, this, this, is, this is feeling heavy. I'm waiting for something to turn it around. And it, it does a couple of chapters into it. But what it does so wisely is it presents the bad news and then it presents the good news. But here's the bad news of, uh, that, that is talked about in Romans. The Apostle Paul talks about mankind. He's talking about you and I. And he's establishing that people on their own, you and I, exchange the worship of God for the worship of idols. And that people will gladly exchange the truth of God for a lie. It establishes that as people, we are overcome by shameful desires and that our stubbornness, our unrepentant hearts store up wrath for the day of judgment. And then it proceeds to establish pretty bluntly that no one is righteous, not even one. That's bad news. That in layman's terms, I'm cooked. <laughs> However, there is good news. But I've got to stress this, everybody. We mustn't ignore the hard to hear bad news truth. Without it, the good news just becomes, I can live without it news. Because the bad news adds weight to why you need the good news. My wife has taught me a Sri Lankan thing, which is, how very nice for you. Now, <laughs> I did ask some Sri Lankans if I could say that. I got the green light. But listen, the bad news, the things that we read in Scripture that are tough to hear are so important. Otherwise, the gospel, the good news of Jesus just becomes, how very nice for you. <laughs> and, and we go around without really holding the truth of the Word of God, not really getting a hold of, hey, I am a sinner. I need a Saviour. When we don't have that, it becomes very fickle very fast. And then we wonder why the world around us just says, how very nice for you. When the message is for them and for me, because as we've established and as Romans talks about, as it says in the Greek, we are cookethed. <laughs> Let's read Romans chapter five, verse one. I love this passage. It says this, therefore, this is getting into some good news territory, everyone. We've had four chapters of oof, and now we're heading into some good news. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith 
into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Verse six, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. So what I want to do right now is, I want to say to you, what would you like first? The good news or the bad news? And I've got eight sets of good news and bad news for you. Okay, here's the bad news. We are broken. The bad news is, is that humanity is broken at the core. And it really stems from the fact that we are not like God. We are created, we are imperfect, we have a beginning. And we see early in Scripture with Adam and Eve that the first set of people, fell into sin, even though really there was only one way to do it, which was to to disobey God by eating of the tree they were told not to. Now, what happens in that moment is that two people example the issue of what's in all of us, is that we cannot be good enough. We cannot be like God, obedient, holy and righteous. And so even in that instance, if you hear that and you go, well, if I was in the garden back then, I wouldn't have done it. That's a bit of pride. And so you are like them. (laughs) And listen, we have all disobeyed. We've all lied. We've all stolen. I um, bought a birthday present for one of the kids in church the other day and I went to buy some basketball cards and I went into Target and they keep them behind lock and key now with an alarm. And I I thought to myself, that is there because of my generation. Because in my generation, you could just walk into Kmart and grab them. We've all stolen. That was a confession, by the way. God is faithful. Someone needed to hear that tonight. We've all sinned, big and small, everything in between. People have a sin issue. Now that's the bad news, but the good news is God is not. God is not broken. God is perfect. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere at once, every when at once. All His works are marvellous. And it's God who we can walk with in personal relationship. It's His Word that we can stand on. People can come to accuse you about who you are, but when you receive Jesus Christ, He places His righteousness on you. Your brokenness is then covered by the righteousness of God. I've had people try to discourage me over the years. You think you're all this, you think you're all that. My response is, no, I don't. I've established I'm cooked. God's goodness is on top of me. I'm broken, but the good news is God is not. 
And because of His love and grace, I can be in a relationship with God. Number two, the bad news is we are sinners. We are sinners, but the good news is, is that Jesus came to rescue sinners. That is good news. Many times we just get upset about the bad news. Don't tell me I'm a sinner. It's like, wait, there's a part two. Jesus literally came for you because of that. But sometimes we can say Jesus came for sinners. We just do the good news without the bad news. And people go, oh, that's nice for them. All the sinners are gonna be helped. Yes, because the, the bad news is you're one of them. But, but Romans 5, as I read before, establishes that Christ died for sinners. Even whilst we were still in sin, Christ died for the ungodly. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Our sinfulness, our brokenness was the driving factor in Christ coming for us. It's, it, he came to solve an issue that only He could solve, which was within us. It's bad news that we're broken and that we're sinners, but it is great news because that's exactly who Jesus came for. Number three, the bad news is there is a penalty for sin. The Bible tells us, tells us the wages of sin is death. Sin, disobedience, opposition to God, it causes death. Sometimes in a moment, sometimes slowly, but to your soul, sin causes death. There is a penalty for sin. The good news is Jesus has paid it in full. Sin must be punished, but thank God, Jesus took that punishment on the cross. There's bad news, but there's a whole lot of good news as well. Number four, the bad news is there is a holy standard. Crumbs. I've told this story a couple of times, but when I started getting into Bible reading, I was very unwise and I really needed someone to come along the journey with me, which, which happened, which was so good. But I was just reading scriptures and just taking it for what it was. And there was a scripture that said, if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it out. And I was sitting in my bedroom and I'm like, they're both coming out. They've both got to go. What that was, was I was reading in Scripture about the holy standard that God has set to be in relationship with Him. And as you can tell, both my eyes are in tonight. Not because they've not caused me to sin, but because that penalty has been paid for by Jesus. I now, as an act of worship to Him, endeavour to do what the Word of God says. However, it's not going to be to perfection. The bad news is there's a holy, a holy standard, but the good news is, is that Jesus has met it for you. That holy standard, that holiness demands has been met by the life of Jesus Christ. If you're here tonight and you're feeling under the pressure to be a holy, super epic, amazing biblical person, I just wanna take that pressure off you. It needs to come from a place of God as worship and thankfulness to you. I'm gonna do my best to live according to your word. There is a holy standard, but Jesus has met it because I'm incapable of meeting it. Don't be affected by Christians on their high horse telling you that you've gotta be a certain way to come before God. As we've established, we are broken. Jesus came for broken people. There is a holy standard. He's met it on your behalf. Number five, the bad news is, is that Jesus did die. But the good news is He's, he's not dead anymore. Yeah. 
Christ did die. He died on the cross. And at that moment, it seems like the mission was failed, but His resurrection changes everything. It's in that moment we we see a miracle which establishes Christ as God in the flesh. He's not dead anymore. He is alive. Number six, this life will end. That's the bad news. Scripture tells us that life is like a vapour. It's here one minute and gone the next. But the good news is, is that because of Christ, this life has purpose. The bad news is this life will end, but the good news is that this life has purpose. Through a relationship with God, our life receives purpose. Purpose beyond just trying to fulfil our hopes and desires, just trying to gather things or experience things. Life has purpose beyond the weekend, beyond that amount of money you're chasing, beyond that holiday, beyond that job aspiration that you have. One thing Scripture teaches is that purpose and fulfilment is found outside of yourself. That's where you've got to start. But true purpose is found in the things of God. And what do I mean by that? True purpose is found in walking with God, the one who created you, the one who knows you better than you know yourself, the one who knows the plan and purpose for your life. Walking with God gives your life purpose. Enjoying God gives your life purpose. Obeying God gives your life purpose. And serving God gives your life purpose. Some of you might be here tonight feeling on this empty pursuit of fulfilment. This point is for you. This life can have purpose, but it's attached to a life with God. You might have got the car you wanted. You went on the holiday you wanted to go on. You got the job you wanted. You come back. What next? I'm telling you what the next is, because otherwise it'll just be trip, 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 car, whatever it is, trying to chase fulfilment when save yourself the trouble tonight, everybody. Purpose is found in God alone. I want to encourage you tonight, if you feel like your life doesn't have purpose, in a a relationship with God, in that moment when you connect with God, you'll be reminded, you'll get a revelation that God has a purpose for your life. Even though it's quick, it can be significant. Your life can be significant. You can make a long-lasting impact on those around you. You can make a long-lasting impact in the Kingdom of God. Even things like giving to missions. What a, what a great thing to do to, for your life to have some great significance, to sow a seed, to impact people you may never meet. That gives your life purpose. Number seven, the bad news is hell is real. Hell is real. And because of our brokenness and because of our sin, we are all deserving of an eternity away from God. However, the good news is, so is heaven. Hell's real, but so is heaven. And again, this is why it's important to talk about both. If I tell you heaven's real without talking about hell, you might go, well, here's pretty good. Hell is real. It is a place of torment made for the devil and his crew. Heaven is a place of peace, paradise, the presence of God and the worship of God for those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. Hell is real and so is heaven. And God in His love and His grace has made a way for us to spend eternity with Him in heaven. The funny thing is, is heaven's not the goal. Being with God is the goal. 
and God is in heaven. And that's where I wanna be. I wanna be with God. And because of the free gift of Jesus Christ, I can spend eternity in heaven with God the Father. I just invite the band to come up. And uh, this is my last point. Number eight. The bad news is there is a battle. There's a battle. There's a battle for your soul. Every person here tonight, there's a battle for your soul. And the good news is it's already won. The good news is it's already won. You know, God, God in His love has, has created a way, has made a way for us to be in a relationship with Him for eternity. That way has been made through the life and death of, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That way has been made. What it lies with now is our decision to choose that way or to choose our way. The battle over, over, over sin and death has been won already. It's now just up to us whether we are gonna go on the winning side or if we're gonna reject the good news. If we're gonna say, I'm gonna figure it out on my own. There is a battle, but it's already won. And because of Jesus, you can live in that victory. You can have victory. And I like, I like in Psalms 30, it talks about, it's um, David lamenting, he's talking about there's pain and crying through the night, but there's joy in the morning. There's joy in the morning. And that speaks of life, it's speaking to his situation. But certainly for us, we can have pain and suffering in this life. But we know that there is a joy to come. There is a joy to come. There's a battle, but it's already won. When we know that, when we hold that truth, it brings meaning and peace to this side of eternity. It's, it's like going through life already knowing the ending. I already know that the battle for my soul has been won by God. And so every day I choose Him. I look to Him. And you know, I whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, I do tell the devil and sometimes I tell myself that I've already seen the ending. I've already read the spoilers. And it is a little bit like when you go to the movies with someone who's already seen the movie and you're on the edge of your seat, you're full of stress, you've eaten through your fingernails, all the popcorn's gone. You're like, what's gonna happen? And that friend of yours that's already seen the ending, just sitting there like, relaxing, chilling out. They know what's gonna happen. You know, when we live according to the Word, when we get into the Scripture, we know what is going to happen. We know that God has won. He has conquered. He has overcome. And so I'm going through life. Knowing the bad news that there is a battle, but also holding on to the good news that it's already won. And tonight, don't leave this place full of stress and worry and anxiety about your soul or about the afterlife. Leave like that person that knows the ending, full of peace, knowing that I'm aware of my brokenness. I'm aware of my sin. I'm aware that there's a battle, but I also know that God came to rescue me, that God is holy and perfect and loving, and that the battle is already won. Perhaps for you, the bad news is that yesterday happened. Maybe the bad news for you is that these last few years has happened. 
And maybe something that you did or said, but you can't take back is the bad news that you're feeling right now. Or perhaps for some people, it's something that happened to you. And maybe tonight you're here and you're getting an understanding of your own sin. And that bad news is sitting in your heart right now. Well, the good news is, is that God can enter into your situation and bring salvation. He can bring healing. He can bring hope. He can bring joy. He can bring peace and He can bring power. Maybe for you, the bad news is that you feel like you're a lost cause. That's the bad news. I'm a lost cause. Well, the good news is, is that Jesus works great with self-described or ascribed lost causes. He loves it because He comes in and what people said was done, He brings it to new life. What people said was over, He starts it again. He'll make you a new creation. You know, yesterday's happened, you know, the past has happened, but tomorrow is coming. And the good news is you can place God, you can invite God into tomorrow. So have you invited God into that situation? Have you invited God into your life? When we invite God into our life, when we, when we place Him as Lord and Saviour, we step into His favour. We invite His hand upon our lives. And from that day, God is, is with you, He's resting on you, He's for you. And it's not just for that day, it's for eternity. And here's the bad news. You'll still face challenges, but the good news is God will turn it for good. The bad news is you'll still have bad days, but you won't have alone days because God will be with you. The, the bad news is you might have a silent season where you're not hearing or feeling from God, but you have His Word. It's the good news. You might not always feel Him, but the good news is you'll always have the church. You might not make the best choices. That's the bad news. Well, the bad news is we don't make the best choices. The good news is Jesus made a choice to choose you. And the bad news is that stuff will still hit the fan in this life, but you have guaranteed peace, paradise and proximity to Him in the next. And, and I love this, that God, God foresaw your need and in His love set in motion a plan to redeem you. God saw, He foresaw the situations you'd be in. He foresaw the condition of your heart and in His love set a plan to redeem you, to save you, to bring you back into a relationship with Him. Everybody, it's as simple as responding to God. The good news is that Christ has done it all. He's won it all. You don't have to live that holy, perfect life because Jesus lived that holy, perfect life for you. You don't have to pay the penalty of sin because Jesus Christ paid it for you. It's now a time to respond to the good news, to say, Jesus, that is for me. I receive that today and I wanna walk in Your victory for all the days of my life. Can we just stand up together, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. 
If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.